Welcome to the Moms Hustle Different Podcast, where we give moms of color the tools they need to soar in their careers and in motherhood. Welcome to episode five of Moms Hustle Different. This is your host, Brenda Miller, and I'm super excited to bring with you, um, bring to you today, Crystal Henry. She is the founder of Around the Way Mom, and if you're anything like me, as soon as you hear Around the Way Mom, you're like... I need an around the way mom. (laughs) Look, y'all, I didn't tell y'all I could sing, and I will spare you the whole song. But I really enjoyed my conversation with Crystal. I thought that the tips that she gave us in here about self-care, about managing our times as busy moms, um, some of us are wives or partners, and... She really did a great job at helping me at least understand some of the things that I could even do with my time to balance and to really figure out how I could maximize the time that I have. So without further ado, I'll go ahead and bring you episode five of Mom's Hustle Different featuring Crystal Henry of Around the Way Mom. All right. Crystal Henry is a native of Prince George's County who currently resides in Baltimore, Maryland. In the summer of 2015, Crystal thought of a 21st century way to chronicle her experience as a first-time mom, wife, and professional. As ideas continued to emerge, Around the Way Mom was born. Since the initial article in 2016, Crystal has reached readers across the globe. Inspired by the song Around the Way Girl by LL Cool J, The blog offers a fresh and honest perspective on motherhood, womanhood, and more. Articles tackle topics from child discipline, issues within a marriage, maintaining adult friendships, and self-care. In addition, she has been a regular contributing writer for CEOM Magazine and a submission writer for the PAM Project Preserve a Mom, New York, Not Just a Mom from London, England, New Calvary Life Church and Ministries, and she has been a featured guest on various podcasts, now including Moms Hustle Different. Welcome, Crystal, to the podcast. Thank you so much, Brenda, for having me. Awesome. So glad to have you and to hear more about your journey as a mom. But before we get to that, you have to brag on your baby. Just share something unique or interesting about your son before we go into our discussion. I sure will. So my son is Harold III. We call him Trey because if I say Harold in my house, both my husband and my son will answer. So uh, Trey is now seven years old and I have to brag on him because he recently underwent surgery. He had his uh, adenoids and tonsils removed because he has sleep apnea and was experiencing some of the effects from that. And he really has bounced back very, very well from surgery. And he, he didn't complain. He did not feel bad for himself about going through the process. And he was down for about a, a strong, solid week from school. But he, he really has bounced back well. And I'm very impressed with his tenacity and with his perseverance through going through surgery. So I'm, I'm very, very happy for him. Oh, that's good. I'm glad he's feeling better and that um, he made it through because yes. I imagine, I don't even think I've been in a surgery and I'm 30-something, so... 
<laughs> it's something it's something to watch your kid go through that and you know watching him come out of anesthesia was something that I tell you I will tell him for the rest of his life what that experience was like because it was very disturbing to watch him come out of anesthesia but I, I'm so glad that he has bounced back and that the surgery was a success and that he is getting all of the rest that he needs that's good. I'm really glad to hear about Mr. Trey um, <laughs> and how he has bounced back. That's mm-hmm. so cool. I'm sure he got a lot of ice cream. He and did. Potatoes and all that. Yes. And lots and lots of popsicles. Oh, yes. Mm, that's an excuse to love it. <laughs> and some popsicles. Yes. Um, so that's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Um, so what I wanted to start off, um, by asking is kind of where were you, um, in your career when you became a mom? When I had Trey was in 2012 and at that time I was an assistant principal at an elementary and middle school and, um, he came three weeks early And uh, if you live in the state of Maryland or any state, you know that there's state testing. So at that time, it was still MSA. So it was the very first day of MSA and my water broke. And I swore that, oh my God, my water cannot be breaking the first day of MSA. That is a nightmare for any administrator. But I was in the thick of a... um, a pretty intense turnaround situation with the school. And when he came, it really did change my perspective on a lot of things. It changed my perspective on, you know, how I was and as an administrator, it changed my perspective on how I was as a coworker and how I began to really look at other parents in a different way. I I looked at them with a different set of eyes after I became a mom. So I was pretty, and and I still am, you know, career driven when it comes to certain aspects of my career. And, um, but I, I was, I was in the thick of things as an administrator at that time. Oh, wow. So you were assistant principal. So like, were you on, did you have specific goals for your career at that time? of becoming a principal or continuing to be an administrator or um, anything like that? You know what? I I actually, unlike some other um, friends of mine who are in administration, actually my husband is a principal, I did not have that aspiration to become an assistant principal. I did not. It ended up being something that morphed, you know, I was, I was a school counselor and then it morphed into becoming an assistant principal and an, and an administrator. So that wasn't my initial goal. So my goal was to, you know, still work with families to do a lot of the community work and a lot of the, um, a lot of the community aspect of the position and working with the students when it came to high school placement and a number of other pieces, but all of that ended up falling well under an administrative umbrella. So I did not have any aspirations to become a principal after being in my role for a number of years. I looked at the principalship as saying, absolutely not, not even with the 10 foot pole would I ever want that type of responsibility. I, I don't 
I don't want it. I don't envy it. I think it is a lot to handle. I, you know, hats off and pat big pats on the back to my husband, to all the other principals out there, because it's a lot. It's a big load and a big responsibility to carry. So that was not my goal. No. Oh, uh, yeah. I have felt the same type of way in some of my, uh, career i've been in fundraising for so long and i look at my boss and my boss's boss and i'm like yeah i don't want your job mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. i've told them that plenty of times like yeah i don't want your job yeah so whatever i want to do is probably not that <laughs> i agree so i can understand having that pressure and you know just <laughs> just looking at what they have to deal with and saying, yeah that's okay yeah, you can you can admire the view, but you don't have to be in it at the same time. Yeah, so I'm guessing so when you you were in the middle of testing and you're an assistant principal and your water breaks and your son is a couple of weeks early, kind of how was that transition, I guess, into your maternity leave and then coming back into the workforce? What did that look like for you? It, it 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 looked um i i think now i look at it and i can relate to other women who experienced motherhood for the first time before i did so i can think about other teachers other colleagues who came back into the workforce or back into their regular positions following giving birth and they and some of them did not come back in in the same way. Some of them eased in a little bit part-time. Some of them decided, you know what, I just want to stay at home full-time. It was a little bit difficult for me to turn my brain off to, you know, motherhood for the, for, for eight weeks to then saying, okay, I'm going to go back into the grind of the school day every single day and into the same way. Um, I will say that um, the the principal at the time that I was working with and, and my colleagues really did help to to support me in easing back in in some ways. I, you know, the the type of job that I was doing at that time was very demanding emotionally, physically, mentally. But they they really did help to support me with getting back into it. But I did come back in with different with a different brain, with a different set of eyes, with a different set of priorities. And my priorities definitely shifted to not, you know, husband first and then work, but, you know, child first and then husband and then family and then work. And then I kind of fell somewhere in between initially, but my, my perspective had shifted a whole lot following becoming a first time mom. So were you coming back in the middle of the school year or? Um, I came back at the end. I came back. Um, I went out. Uh, my son was born March the 12th. So my last day of work was um, March the 9th. 10, 11, yeah, March the 9th of that Friday. And I had all intentions of coming back the following Monday. Um, but he came early Monday morning and then I did not come back until the middle of May. And at that time we didn't go out until I want to say the very beginning of June. So I probably had about three weeks or so before we went out, but it gave me a chance to get back into it just a little bit before continuing on. Cause I still worked 12 years, I mean, 12 months, uh, out of the year. So the summer was definitely a lot more relaxed, but it gave me a chance to get back into it a little bit before the school year ended. 
Okay. So how would you um, encourage other moms that are in the school system and teachers or administrators and (laughs) that Mm -hmm. transition back into work? I would say to really put some thought into, um, you know, what, where your priorities are going to lie, because the job can be very demanding. You are in the job and in the business of working with other people's children. You have a humongous responsibility to educate, to protect them, to keep them safe, to help to expose them to, you know, things that are appropriate and to do a lot with their development through a lot of the formative years. But at the same time, you still are a human being. And I think that it's important to be clear on, you know, what it is that you are, are willing to do and willing or not and are not, and are not willing to do. And at some point it's really beginning to set some boundaries. So that was important for me you know, coming from being a single woman initially in the school system to then getting engaged while I was in the same job to then becoming a married woman to now I'm pregnant to now I'm a mom. Like I went through a lot of personal life transitions with a lot of the same coworkers and in very demanding positions, but I had to learn to set boundaries along the way to say, okay, at, you know, 3.30 or 4 o'clock, my day is going to be over and I've got to leave now because I've got to then transition into the next part of my life. And, and that's going to be really important. So that's a big piece of advice. I would say to, to figure out where and how you can set some, some healthy boundaries for yourself. I love that. I love boundaries. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is, I mean, that's really key because you can catch yourself, um, getting so relaxed and making compromises where you shouldn't yeah setting those boundaries is so important to say all right thank you and it's time to go I know for me right now I have to pick up my son after daycare and I leave I have a calendar note on my calendar that says I'm leaving to get Mm -hmm. on this bus so that I can get to my son on time and that's just what I do um and I get as much stuff as I can get done between the hours that I'm there. And then when that um, clock hits four, I'm packing my stuff to head out. So it's really important to set those boundaries. Yeah. And to remember that the job is not going to fall apart because you're not there. It's just not. It does not rest and, and rise on you. And for a lot of years, you know, and again, being in a school and with the business of other people's children, you may think sometimes that if you are not there, if you're not doing what your job is, that something is going to fall apart. The reality is, is that someone, something or someone else will be able to pick up the slack. Um, And by the time you say, okay, my, my, my day is technically finished. When it's time to be finished, you can move on and tomorrow will come. I can come back tomorrow and pick up this again. I can resume this particular activity again. So I had to come to that realization within myself and not try to take on more than I could physically, emotionally, and mentally handle at that particular time, especially with a new baby. And I was a brand new mother. I didn't know anything about anything. Mm-hmm. I definitely understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I 
I definitely understand and agree. So how have you, how has your career progressed um, since that time? You know, your son is getting older and um, now you have a whole blog um, and a whole uh, movement behind Around the Way Mom. So can you kind of walk us through your journey um, in your career and in your work life since then? Yeah, I, I will say that I, if you would have asked me in 2012, would 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 I be talking with you now? I would have said, absolutely not. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even know. But I, I didn't see it coming. I did not, I didn't foresee this. I always felt that I wanted something else in my life. You know, like I looked at friends of mine who were entrepreneurs and stepping out on their own, be it in the field of the beauty industry and hair and makeup or in nutrition or um, educational consulting or um, any any other type of field. You know, I had a friend that was in um, being, uh, being a personal chef and, and cooking, and but I couldn't figure out what was my thing. And then the idea for Around the, Mom, Around the Way Mom came in 2015, and I really wanted to figure out a way to share my experiences. And at that time, I wasn't really following a whole bunch of mom bloggers, and that really wasn't my thing because I didn't want that to be in my mind to kind of cloud, you know, what direction I was going to go in. But I shifted from solely focusing on the, the the traditional nine to five career to opening myself up to saying, what else can I do to satisfy my creative side? What else can I do to satisfy a passion of mine to develop a hobby and then take that hobby and actually have it turn into more than a hobby? Um, you know, something that I can begin to to monetize in some different ways that I can, you know, share with more than just immediate friends and family. And it around that my mom is continuing to blossom. And, you know, it's, it, it really is continuing to grow. But I think I, I, I open myself up to looking at my life as more than a traditional nine to five and looking at it as I can have more than that. I can be able to satisfy myself professionally and creatively through a number of different means. That's good. I mean, I think we all have um, a number of gifts and talents that we're given and they don't all have to be in the same bucket. They can be stretched out among a variety of interests and mm -hmm. um, goals and we can have traditional career goals and we can have side hustle career goals, mom goals, wife goals, mm -hmm. all of the things um, because we're not, you know, one dimensional uh, beings. Yes. Yeah, I definitely, um, I can definitely relate to um, that because even with mom's hustle different, I was just, as I was transitioning back into the workforce, I was like, you know, this is, this is different. <laughs> and trying to do things is a lot different when you have a child that you're trying to entertain and raise and yes. develop. Uh, and your priorities um, are just tweaked a little bit. 
um, into figuring out how you can do what you want to do. And like what you said, um, really figuring out your creative side and, you know, doing what you need to do to provide for your family. Mm -hmm. So like, how do you balance, you know, full-time work and then you're having opportunities and trying to grow your blog and your, um, your movement, your, uh, your new thing. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? I take it day by day. I have stopped overwhelming myself with trying to figure out what does around the way mom or what, what, what is it going to look like, you know, five years from now, I know what I envision. And I say that to the point of trying to pare it down specifically, like down to the minute, how am I going to balance this when Trey is, you know, 12 years old, five years from now, what exactly am I going to do? What activities is he, is he going to be in? And how am I going to manage this and manage that? I, I no longer overwhelm myself with looking at it in that way. I look at it in terms of trying to chunk it down. So that helps me with, you know, trying to manage sometimes feeling overwhelmed. Like, let me just take it maybe three months at a time. Let me take it in kind of quarters and say, all right, how am I going to look, how am I going to approach opportunities with around the way mom for the next three months? What am I, what, what events am I going to attend? You know, what am I going to write? Who am I going to connect with? Um, who am I going to follow up with? I chunk it down and that really helps me um, to, to not further overwhelm myself but then also within those three months, I will kind of think in my mind and even jot down some notes around what I'm going to be doing in the next three months. So again, I'm doing some forward planning and then some more immediate planning at the same time. So that really has helped me. That, that's a good one. Um, so are there any tools that you use to kind of help you um, plan things out or to help you organize the things that you plan to do? Or do you kind of just have just a notebook and you just write it down or do you have a Excel spreadsheet or <laughs> kind of how do you No, I, I use, I use Google calendar like a beast. I really do. We, I, I have a personal calendar. We, we share a family calendar. I have a work calendar. If it's not on the calendar, then it probably will not get done. Um, now I don't, I don't chart out everything such as, you know, make lunches or, you know, go to the gym or stuff like that, but I will chart out, you know, follow up with such and such, or, um, you know, this, this call is at this particular time. And I will put that on the family calendar, put that on the work calendar, on the personal one so that I can make sure that I'm covered with all of my bases. And I carry around a little notebook in my purse that I will jot notes down in. I have a journal in my purse as well at all times that even when I switch purses, those two things will, will stay with me at all times that if something comes up, if a thought comes up, if I meet someone or whatever, I may write on the back of a business card or I will write inside of my notebook just notes around an interaction or a thought or something I need to follow up with. So my calendar is super important and just writing things down because I have a pretty good memory, but at some point I'm going to forget something. So writing it down or, or keeping it electronically really does help me out a whole lot. Google calendar saves lives. Yes, it does. 
yes. And that's good, um, especially having a family calendar and combining it with your work calendar and everything. I've been trying to get my husband on the calendar tip. Because <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. miss appointments because it's not on your calendar. That's right. And my husband has gotten to the point now where he has a separate work calendar. So he said, well, wait, that wasn't on the work calendar. So now I've gotten to the point where through the family calendar, I will add, I will invite him through his work calendar. So I'm like, wait, you're going to get it covered on all bases, sir. You will know this event is happening. Absolutely. You will not be able to say, Crystal, I didn't know this or I didn't know that. No, 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 no. I put it on all the calendars. That, that makes total sense, especially when you have a lot to balance and you're trying to do something for yourself and then taking care of your family being able to kind of block out the time that you need for the things that you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I need to do better at that. I have some things that I put on my calendar, but um, I really, for my personal things that I need to do, I need to make sure that I have more of those things on my calendar as well. So this is a note to me. So thank you for that. <laughs> Good. Um. So kind of how, um, how do you see uh, your career progressing? Um, do you see Around the Way Mom becoming something full-time in the future? Or do you think it's um, still kind of growing and developing? I, I see it in, in all of those ways. In my fantasies and my and my wonderful fantasies, I see around the way mom being a huge movement to have an aspect of 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 a, of a writing and a blog component to have a design and and graphic design component um, to have a speaking arm. Um, to have and an, an a whole event arm of it. So I do see all of that. Um, and I do see it growing and being able to morph in all of those different ways. So eventually I would love to, and I really want to see how um, and to really make happen uh, around and to have happen um, to make Around the Way Mom a full-time piece. I see that, Yes. Oh, that's going to be so exciting. I just got goosebumps just thinking yes. about it. It's going to be great. <laughs> I see it. I oh. see it. Yeah. So how do you um, kind of balance the goals that you have as a mom, how you are raising your son with um, kind of your goals personally? Like how do you when you make your calendar and you're like, okay, well, this is how I want to schedule my time. How do you balance the things that you're doing for your family versus kind of the things you're doing for your career or for um, around the way mom and other things that you're doing for yourself? That, that is an, uh, that's an area that I really want to be honest that I continue to, to take, as a day-by-day piece. So depending on what the need is for around the way mom, it could be something that I need to prioritize over something for my household. So for instance, today, 
Um, I needed to go grocery shopping and my son needed to get a haircut. Um, and I needed to prepare for, um, a couple, I needed to prepare for a meeting for work for tomorrow. And I needed to send in a couple of emails for around the way mom, right? So all of this needed to happen in a two hour time span. So I said, okay, what can I get done first? And what can I get done quickly? And then what can happen next? So while I took my son to the barbershop, my husband was still at work. I was sending a couple of emails. I um, quick, we, we, he and I ran quickly to the grocery store, came home while he was eating. I fixed him some food while he was eating. I then followed up on a couple of things from work. So multitasking is something that I, I'm able to master um, sometimes a, a bit, a bit better than others. I don't want to, however, recommend for everybody to do that. I think that it is a learned skill. Um, and sometimes it can, um, it can, it can leave me with a little bit of burnout because I'm kind of stretching myself in several different areas. At the same time, I will multitask to be able to get a lot of what I get done. Um, within the span of a day, by the time I reflect back on the day, I, I, I will often think, Dag, I got all of that stuff done. And I don't even know how I really got it done. But I was able to handle around the way mom work with uh, needs for my son with needs to my for my household, um, you know, needs towards my husband, and then personal needs as well. So multitasking has really been a big piece for me. Mm, that. Oh, that was a lot in mm-hmm. a couple hours, Crystal. It was. It really was. And 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 really, again, part of it comes from my days being an administrator. Like I'm used to being on the go, just kind of in the flow of things. So if I'm sitting with him at the barbershop, that's kind of just unused time. What else can I be doing with that time? So I needed to send a couple of emails. Like I said, I had to call somebody about our AC being out at our house and do this and do that. Like really this stuff happened about 45 minutes. So I was able to get a lot done in about 45 minutes. And again, I I do, I do want to say that I will sit back and say, okay, Crystal, sometimes just sit back and just enjoy the moment. You know, you don't have to be doing something in every single moment. So like I said, I'm, I'm learning how to, get it done and then sometimes sit back and not do anything at the same time. So how do you, um, is that kind of your self care, like not doing anything or do you have other things that you kind of do when you know you've been ripping and running and really kind of working hard and you know, you need a break. I, I, I have, I have really, approached and and looked at self-care in the past year in a in a in a bit of a different way i will take downtime and push myself to say just use the downtime as a downtime and i don't have a problem doing that i have uh, begun to look at self-care in a number of different ways and started to even push it through um the the platform of around the way mom and looking at it in five different areas so what do I do to take care of myself emotionally and mentally? And that for me may look like I'm going to make sure that I have my monthly um, and or bi-monthly uh, therapy appointments. I'm going to make sure that I journal at least two to three times a week. I'm going to make sure that I 
um, will, you know, meditate one or two times a week. I'm not going to overwhelm myself and saying five times a week, but, you know, how do I take care of myself physically? I'm going to make sure that I get up and go to the gym several times a week. What about spiritually? I'm going to make sure that I am praying regularly and that I am listening to uplifting music or, you know, listening to some different, um, you know, sermons, for instance, like that's important to me. And then socially, what am I doing to fulfill myself socially to really take care of myself? Am I having a, a funny conversation with a friend? Am I making sure that I call a friend? Am I making sure that I hang out with a friend or that I am interacting with people outside of my household? Um, and then even financially, I, I have really entertained and really considered financially um, how can I take care of myself? How can I make sure that I am prioritizing my own personal budgeting outside of my household budget, my personal savings outside of my family savings so that I can be able to enjoy some of these other areas of my life. So self-care is a big piece for me. And I, and I do look at it in, in several different ways. Mm. I like that. Um, I like that spiritually, socially, mm-hmm. financially, mm-hmm. emotionally, and mm-hmm. mentally. Yes. All right. I like that. Five ways to approach self-care. Mm-hmm. I love it because um, we all do need um, a variety of different things. And like people tend to say, self-care isn't just about massages and getting your nails done. It mm-hmm. can look different for a lot of different people and depending on what you need at that particular time as well. Yes. Um, So when you uh, have so many things going on and you're multitasking and you are kind of looking at a lot of different things at one time, have you ever had mom guilt and if you have, like, how did you kind of overcome it? I have, and, and it, it has come when I have had to um, place some professional responsibilities over household responsibilities and some things that, you know, at the moment, not when it came to around the way mom, but you know, when it came to my nine to five, you know, when, when I've had to, um, to be there for that, when I wasn't able to be at home sometimes or to attend certain events where I, I did feel guilty about it and, you know, not being able to really be there. And I have had to extend myself grace in those moments to say, okay, Crystal, granted, I wanted to be there at this particular moment there will be other moments. And at that particular time with my son, like now he's seven, but in those moments where he was a lot younger, he did not consider it in the same way that I considered it. So I had to let that part of the guilt go because I think it's two sides of it. The the guilt part for that I had toward myself and, and holding myself hostage and beating myself up. And then the guilt that I thought that he had um, the, 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 like the, the different feelings that he had towards me. So I had to let both of those sides go and say, okay, that there will be other opportunities and I don't have to hold myself hostage in this particular moment and be able to follow up with him once I got home or, you know, the following day, depending on what time I got home to see how everything went. 
Yeah, that's really important to give ourselves grace. And I think that's going to be a continuing theme for moms is mm-hmm. put some grace on it and allow yourself to um, do the things that you need to do, knowing that um, you'll continue to have opportunities to uh, be there for your child um, at different moments or to um, hear about their day Mm -hmm. about it in the morning if you need to or at another time right it's really important um so would you say that being a mom um impacted kind of the trajectory of your career, I mean, around the way, mom, probably would it exist differently if you weren't a mom or kind of how would you kind of say motherhood is impacted, like your outlook on your career? It has changed everything. I, I, I never, I always saw myself as a mother and I initially thought that I would have two to three children. Both my husband and I are the younger of the youngest rather of two to three siblings. Um, And I always saw myself as a mother of two to three and I am a mother of one and, you know, a one plus I'll sometimes say in my head because I have a lot of students who I I love dearly uh, and, and who I still keep in touch with, but I, around the way mom would not have ever existed had I not become a mother. I don't know how else, um, you know, God would have really used the creative talents inside of me to, to come to life. Had I not been a mother, I think it would have looked a lot different, you know, just like you said, but it's totally changed everything. And it's really opened me up to a wonderful community of mothers, uh, black mothers, white mothers, Asian um, who are passionate about their children, who are passionate about being creative people, who are passionate about uniting mothers around motherhood. It may look different in your household than it does to mind, but at the end of the day, we are all about loving our children and making sure that we raise them in a way where they can be you know, productive and, um, and, and positive members of society. So yeah, around, around the way mom has done everything for me and motherhood has done the world for me, honestly. That's good. Um, it's, it's amazing the things that we can um, grow as we're growing humans. We are <laughs> growing ourselves and mm-hmm. our brains, stretching our imagination uh into what could potentially be and finding our passions and all of that yeah i agree um so as you kind of do all these things like i know you have your husband um how like what does your support system look like because every mom has Mm -hmm. has to have some sort of (laughs) support system to do the things that we do Mm -hmm. i i have a a wonderful support system of friends and family who I know who I can call for certain things. If 
Trey says something totally off the wall and hilarious, I know who I'm going to call first. If he says something very deep and really makes me tear up, I know who I'm going to call first. If if my husband if my husband does something that that you know annoys me, I know who I'm going to call first. If something <laughs> crazy happens at work, I know I know who I'm going to call. So I I have people who who range in age, you know, both my my mother-in-law um and my mother and my sister-in-law, my sister close girlfriends, um, some cousins, some, you know, former coworkers, some current coworkers, it really will span the gamut to what my um, support system will look like. Also of mothers and those who are not mothers, actually, who are in my support system because their role will look different as it pertains to me. Some people's role will be uh, related to the motherhood side. Some people's role will be related to me as Crystal. Some people's role will be related to, um, you know, me, me as, as a wife. So it really will, will span the gamut. But I, my, I will say this, my support system is strong because I feel like they're strong and I hope that they think they're strong to me, but they are strong because I will rely on them. I will say, listen, I'm having a hard day or I'm feeling kind of crappy or this didn't go well or that didn't go well or this is going great. And so they are as strong as I allow them to be. And that's the hard part of being able to really let people in and let them see um, some of the chinks in the armor, as I like to say, that, you know, they're, they're only going to be as strong as we allow them to be. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask next was how do you uh, solicit the support from your support system and for the, from the people around you? So I definitely um, can hear and understand that, you know, you just have to allow them to be the support that you need them to be at that particular time. Mhm. Mhm. Yes, I have to be able to to really let them in. And that is something I will encourage moms to do and sometimes I even have to be reminded by some friends to say, "Listen, you can say this isn't going well or, you know, I'm having a hard day and really being able to be vulnerable and let somebody see that side." And it does take practice. It does take a lot of effort and a lot of thought to be able to do, to be able to let somebody in, in that way. Definitely. Um, So in addition to um, letting moms know uh, how to enact their support system and to set boundaries with their time, do you have any other um, pieces of advice that you would give to the listeners of Moms Hustle Different and other moms um, who are navigating their career and um, their journey in motherhood? I really want people, other moms, to be able to celebrate their successes. Sometimes they're small and not not every success is a huge one. And depending on where you are in your stage of motherhood, it can be a very small thing. Maybe maybe you are celebrating or, or recognizing your child being able to sleep through the night. I remember vividly the very first night when Trey slept through the night and I felt good about that. I really felt like, okay, something, something's getting ready to happen here. You know, like, wait, he slept all the way through the night. I didn't have to get up for one time. And I was excited about that. And I remember what it felt like to have another um, mom 
compliment me in a way to say, oh, wow, I really like how you did that. Or, you know, Crystal, you were really patient when it came to him. Or you, or you really said that in a really nice way. And that made me feel good. So I would say celebrate your successes and being open to receiving compliments and even sometimes giving them to other moms. Um, because we, we need to hear that sometimes. It could be a really crappy day. It could be a really difficult day. But if we could hear a compliment, that can really mean the world sometimes. Yeah, and you got this mama will go a long way. Yes, it will. It definitely will. I appreciate that. Celebrating successes because I know a lot of times we often focus on what we did wrong and Mm -hmm. what's going wrong and the negative side of things. But Mm -hmm. to celebrate the little things, (laughs) like I didn't freak out. When, That's right. You know, my child did this or, you know, for those who have multiples, you know, I figured out how to have, spend time with both of my children or whatever else, like mm-hmm. celebrating the little things, you know, I made dinner. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And even if, and even if it was cereal for dinner, like mm-hmm. he or she ate for the night. <laughs> yes. Like somehow my child <laughs> ate. Thank That's you. right. I really like that Um, and I think that's something that everybody can take away to really stop for a second even if it's at the end of the the night and think about what was something that was successful today and let Mm -hmm. me celebrate myself pat myself on the back for even the small things or the things that seem small um, and treat them as big things by celebrating yeah, because depending on your on your child's age, you know, of course, when they're infant, they won't know. But the older they get, they are going to remember those things and they are going to pre- appreciate some of the small things, some of those moments when it wasn't about money or things or events, but it was about the attention that you paid to them and the time that you spent or the gentle touch or the look or, you know, with, with the soft or sweet or patient tone of voice that you gave, they're going to remember those things because those are the things that as an adult now, I can remember as a kid, you know, it wasn't necessarily some of the big things, the, the different big family trips or, you know, gifts or whatever, but it was some of those soft, tender, everyday moments that my parents probably brushed off and would never even remember that I remember as some of those very tender moments. So those are the things I think that, that our kids are going to really remember are some of the things that we may really take for granted. That's good. That's good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I really appreciated this conversation and a lot of the things that you know you share from self care tips and all the way to what we were just talking about about celebrating successes. Um, I think it'll be important um, for me to listen to this over and over. Oh, good. And um, I think that those who listen in the future will also um, take that and really be able to kind of implement that into their lives. Um, So I definitely appreciate this conversation and I thank you so much um, for joining us today. 
Oh, thank you so much. And I definitely thank uh, Candor PR and Noni Robinson for connecting us and the mom friends and District Mother Hugh for bringing us all together, um, you know, for, for, that, for that wonderful event. So thank you so very much, Brenda, for this opportunity. No problem. We as moms have to stick together and support the various things that we're doing, um, uh, whether they're podcasts or blogs or mm -hmm. um, events and things of that nature, because we're all contributing to uh, our future society because we're raising human beings and whatever we can do to help each other as we're raising these human beings um, is always important. So um, from, you know, us supporting each other um, to, you know, being able to, uh, connect with moms through the mom friends and district motherhood. I mean, all of that is so important. Yes, it surely is. I'm very appreciative. Yes. Yeah, so um, I did want to make sure that you're able to share um, your social media handles or how people can contact you or find out more about Around the Way Mom. Absolutely. I can be found. The website is at www aroundthewaymom.com and on Facebook it is Around the Way Mom and on Instagram it is at Round the Way Mom so not around but round somebody already had the around part but I am active on Instagram and on Facebook a little bit on Twitter I, I need a little support with Twitter but <laughs> definitely active on Instagram and on Twitter Awesome. I thank you again, Crystal, um, for joining us. And I'll make sure I put your information in the show notes so that people can follow what you're doing and the movement that is around the way, mom. And we look forward to seeing um, all of the great things that you have in your head coming to pass. Thank you so much, Brenda, for this opportunity. I really, really, really appreciate it. All right, and that was episode five of Moms Hustle Different, my interview with Crystal Henry of Around the Way Mom. I really appreciated her, um, our conversation and talking about setting boundaries, um, talking about multitasking, talking about five different ways of self-care. Um, all of those things are truly important to us becoming the moms and professionals and entrepreneurs and whatever else we want to be. Um, and I also think it's important for us to continue to support each other as moms in whatever platform we have. So I really want you guys to go to aroundthewaymom.com and engage with Crystal and her content. Um, and then next, if you would like to support Moms Hustle Different, just continue listening to our episodes. We're going to come out every week. Um, subscribe, share with a friend. Follow us on Instagram or on Facebook at Moms Hustle Different. Uh, we're just trying to give you um, interviews with awesome moms. And um, I would really, really, really appreciate your support. So I'll see you guys next week on our next episode of Moms Hustle Different Podcast. And can't wait to bring you some more awesome content. Thanks for joining us again.